Jeff, and welcome to episode 80 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, video games! I didn't come up with a thing, so I just said video games, because we sure do love video games here on the Game Sharks oh. podcast. At least we're staying consistent. Yeah. Joining me this week is T-Con. Hello. And Andrew. Hey. And not Derek. Notably. <laughs> uh, Derek bailed on us last minute. Um... Was it really last minute though? We kind of <laughs> he, knew. He was he was uh he was stringing us along until at the very end he let us down. Uh, the main episode or the main topic of this episode this week is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is a game that we've all played and we've all beaten. It's a little bit past the uh, initial hype of this game, but we still wanted to get together and talk about it, being one of probably the biggest games to launch this year at this point. It's been kind of a slow year for games, I feel like. No, no, no like, AAA mega hitters. Only, like, Resident Evil and Ratchet and & Clank, I think, fill that slot so far. But Eternal. I wouldn't call that a AAA mega hitter. They were that, like, people don't buy consoles for Returnal. People could buy a console for a Resident Evil or a Ratchet & Clank, you know? No way they won't. <laughs> I don't think they I should. I just see Ratchet & Clank. Anyways. Buying uh, a PS5. So we will be discussing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart today, but I want to start with your your guys' thing of the week that you wanted to talk about that is not about Ratchet and Clank, but has to do with video games. So Tikon, what do you got for me? What is something you want to talk about? Uh, I talked to you a little bit about this. Uh, I finally started playing Resident Evil Village. Hey, that's Trust right. <laughs> nice. So yeah, what do you think um, so far? You've been giving me text updates, most notably, uh, fuck that baby. Yeah, um, everything about Bene Viento's house was absolutely horrible, and I do not want to do it again. I'm very glad that's over. <laughs> but hor- fucking, but, what? Horrible in a good way, right? No, I fucking hate dolls. They freak me out, and that whole fucking house was covered in these, like, shaking, possessed dolls. Yeah. And then uh, I'm walking down the hallway when the emergency lights are on, and I see what I think is intestines. Mm. But no, it's a fucking umbilical cord to this giant, skinless, dead zombie baby. And every single, like, goosebump on my body just exploded. And I was like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. I do not like it. And then it made an appearance two more times after that. Yeah, I wish the entire game was like that. that I wish wish the baby replaced uh, Mr. X in two. Resident Evil baby. No, fuck that. That's, that's what um, 9 is going to be. <laughs> but uh, besides that, uh, I'm really liking it. I think it's a tad easy, though. The only time that I've died was to that fucking baby because I was so freaked out that I didn't move out of the way fast enough. Yeah. And it swallowed me, which was also a terrible experience to witness. I never really had a ton of difficulty issues. If I just like if you take your time and kind of go through it, it's more about like the thrill and the excitement of going through it, not so much the difficulty. You could boost up the difficulty. It's a very replayable game. I think speed runs are in like the couple of hours uh, mark at this point. So uh, yeah, on subsequent yeah. playthroughs, like... if you're enjoying it, you could go back and play on a harder difficulty. I think I'm at like six and a half hours in. Okay. I've been kind of taking it slow because I've really been trying to like complete everything, find everything. Uh, every anytime I get like a lockpick or I get like a new thing, I go back mm. to like the village area and I research the whole place. Um, 
Yeah. I think if I didn't do that, I'd probably be done with the game already because... I thought I was taking it slow, and it took me about 10 hours, just shy of 10 hours, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Um... Yeah, like, it's been good, though. I really like it. I'm glad I got it. I'm liking it a lot more than I liked 7. Um, yeah, and I just I like the atmosphere of it. I'm a big, like, zombie or, like, vampire, werewolf kind of guy, so... Cool. Yeah. Well, Pretty glad good. you're enjoying like it. it. Are you going to listen to our episode uh, after you finish it? Yeah, once I beat it. Hell I think yeah. you should. I think it's a good listen. Yeah. That is one of my, my favorite episodes because it gets it gets weird and crazy when we start talking about the end of that game. <laughs> the end of that game gets weird and crazy. Well, it's already fucking weird and crazy. Oh, just, yeah. just you wait. Uh, Andrew, what's your thing? Um, My thing, my shark bite. Shark bite? Okay. That's something. That's the thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm almost, I'm almost brainstorming. there. Uh, okay, okay. My my deep dive, my whirlpool, uh, my is uh, is no clip. It's not a so Yo. no clip is a YouTube channel. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if anyone else I was familiar no with I it. I love Danny O'Dwyer. No, so I yeah, I recently watched a couple documentaries that he makes. Basically, for those who don't know, no clip is a YouTube channel who does uh, deep dive documentaries into the history and development cycles of different video games. And so he like actually goes out to the studios and interviews the developers um and it's a channel that has been popping up in my recommendations forever and i always so like based on name alone i was able to recognize the channel and so recently he released a video about demon souls the remake uh and so that one piqued my interest and i finally watched it and then i also watched the outer wilds one Dude, the outer uh, wilds it one is, is so good so interesting it's such an interesting and intriguing uh, uh, space, you know, and the Outer Wilds one was awesome because it's like you just hearing straight from the developers is one of the best ways to learn about your favorite video games because you just get to hear about their philosophies and and their like the mindset they had when designing certain things. The one that blew my mind the most was that in Outer Wilds, the entirety of the game is based on the concept of the Wind Waker photography side quest that is that does not even net you a reward. There's not even a reward for doing that side quest in Wind Waker, but it's about the sense of discovery, the sense of curiosity that that side quest is supposed to evoke. Uh, and so they based the entire game of Outer Wilds around that and then just made it into a space exploration game. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so That's another game I need to finish. It's very similar to that one podcast, Humans Who Make Games with Adam Conover. I love that uh, podcast. That's sad that it only like, comes pretty back much just continued. No, I don't think it. I mean, it's he. There's a possibility that he'll he make took more, like a but... two year break between the first and second season. He only yeah, does it when but he, has he also time. he also has yeah an, like another one or two podcasts that he does. Um, but I highly recommend No Clip. It's a you know very well made series of videos in the outer wilds video specifically i noticed that like he did like a little effect or or like or like bit when the video hit increments of 22 minutes which was awesome oh that's incredible yeah I didn't it was so that. cool well yeah because I, I noticed that he did some sort of rewind effect or like fade to black and then like popped up and acted surprised and i was like no way. Did he? And I checked the stamp, and it was like right at 22 minutes. I was like, no fucking way. That's yeah, awesome. That's right, because that's like what the, awesome. like the cycle is in the game or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tegan, I played it a bit. 
they have a five, I think it's five, four or five episode series on the making of Hades, which is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Going What's up it called to, again? Uh, it's called No, no Clip. Clip. No Clip. Yeah. And the whole, the cool thing about it is they don't take any advertisement money. They're all uh, viewer funded. Yep. Which is, so he's like, yeah, I can do whatever I want because no one is paying me except for the people watching this. So yeah. it's really awesome. Yeah, um, all right, I'll look into it. Yeah, shout out to Noclip for sure. Uh, all right, I want to talk about... None of you guys hit it, so I feel like I have to talk about it. The fucking... I wish Derek was here because I want to talk to him about it. The Steam Deck. Steam oh, yeah. handheld gaming PC. That. Handheld Steam machine, basically. Um, when they first announced it, I was like... Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's I don't know if I'll get it. But the more I sit on it and the more I think about it, I was telling Adrian this today, the more I'm like, this is incredible and could be my single most used gaming device if I end up getting one. Because I have so, like I was telling Andrew, I could play literally every Final Fantasy game on this because I already own them all on Steam. Like yep. Every game you already own on Steam, anytime there's those crazy Steam sales and you buy these games for mad cheap, like, I'm never like, oh, a lot of the times I don't feel like I want to sit in front of my computer and boot it up. It's a lot of work, especially now having a kid in the house. It's like I have to play games in small increments. So, like, handheld things like the Switch are super useful. Uh, playing Slay the Sire, my phone is great because I can play a little bit up. Oh, she needs my attention. Put it down. Go, go do what I need to do. So, having, depending on how it's, like, sleep mode or it's, uh... Yeah, sleep mode works. If I could easily just like shut it down and quick resume, quick as I was looking to say, and like resume what I was doing really quickly, um, it could be great. And there's all sorts of like everyone talks about the Switch being an indie machine plus Nintendo games, uh, but there's so many good indie games. Like for example, Rogue Book, which is Richard Garfield's, uh, the guy who made Magic the Gathering, his Slay the Spire type game, which is out on Steam. But that's not a game I want to take the time to boot up my computer and sit at my computer and, and play it. That's a game I want to play sitting on the couch or lying in bed, you know. Um, and with or a steam at work when you're bored. <laughs> and with the steam machine, that that's something that you could really easily do. So there's all these cool indie games that I'm basically always like, man, I hope this comes to Switch that I would just be able to play immediately. Plus, I agree because like, um... oh fuck, what's it? can't think of the name of it the the dungeon one uh where it's like loop hero yeah oh yeah that game is That'd be so perfect. fun i like never play it because i'm either playing a game on steam already so like i can't have it in the background or i just don't think about it so yeah like yeah, that's not a game i want to bring my computer that. up to play but if i'm playing it handheld while watching a show on the tv with allison that yeah it's absolutely yeah. perfect it's like yeah. i don't I don't remember where I was when I saw the announcement of the Steam Deck, but I remember thinking we were playing disc like, golf. I was, I said, I won't get this, but this is absolutely massive. Like, I think I don't think I like properly sold how much I like understood the gravity of this because one of the things that we praise the Switch the most for is the portability and the fact that I would get this on another console if I could take it with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like Skyrim on Switch is a big was a big deal because it's like, yeah, sure, Skyrim is sold on every other console under the sun, but I can take my Switch on a on a plane with me and play Skyrim on the plane, right? 
and taking that and applying it to the library of games on Steam is ridiculous. Almost every game that's not a, a platform exclusive. So you have your yeah. PlayStation for P- PlayStation exclusives. You have your Xbox for or you, even the PC for Xbox exclusives in these days. And you have your Switch for those yeah. exclusives. But literally every other thing you could play on a Steam yeah, machine. Any game on Steam. It's ridiculous. And yeah. it's like you were saying earlier, Jeff. Every Final Fantasy. Every Assassin's Creed. Uh, like, all of the Borderlands games. I'm just looking at my Steam library. Like, uh, Left 4 Dead. Uh, Halos, Portal. probably. Right? Yeah. The Portals. Yeah, Master Chief uh, Collection is on Both there. Ori's. Loop Hero, like we were saying. Yeah, um, it just goes the, on and on. The and on. Witcher. Yeah, uh, I really, really want it, and I was really, really considering it. But you kind of <laughs> talked me out of it that day because you're like, you spent all this money on a computer. You don't need it. Yeah, I see. I've yeah. got come around a lot on it. So the initial price. But now I'm like, I want this so bad. It's start, so cool. Starting price is three ninety nine, and that's only sixty four gigabytes internal storage. You yeah. can have expandable storage, but the internal storage is a solid state drive, and that's you absolutely want the solid state drive. Uh, you could play Dota 2 on this. League of Legends? That's the other thing. League you of Legends can, isn't on Steam. Well, that's you can an, install that's the, Windows yeah. on it. You can straight... Is that, did they say that? You yeah. can straight up install an, an OS? You can... It's it's just yeah. Is it just Windows, or...? You can do Linux. You can do... It's, it's just a computer. You can do whatever yeah. you want with it. So you can do, you know, like Game Pass is... Like, exists on this, essentially. Yeah. If you can install Windows, you can install Game Pass. I think so. Which is so, insane. Anyways, the highest end is 512 gigs, which is, that's a good size solid state drive, but it's $649, which is a yeah. lot. So yeah. I want to I wanna get my hands it's on it. more than twice one. the price of a Switch. Also, no one, <laughs> no one's getting one until quarter one of next year. Uh, I want to I wanna play around with one. Our buddy Corey already pre-ordered one. So I want to... I want to see it before I commit to getting one, but it could be a huge game changer. Yeah, so. the only, not really even drawback because you know it's on the same level as the Switch, which is already the highest selling console right now for the last two years, uh, is the the resolution because it runs at 720p. Um, but considering the absolute like mountain of games that you can play on it, I think that's more than a fair trade. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Plus, right. you'll be able to download you can, mods onto it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, if you can download Windows, you can probably download mods. Yeah, but the oh, Steam God. Steam Workshop is probably pre-built into it, so you can just download mods through that, anyways. That too. So that's a good point. Um, yeah, exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing people like the hands-on reviews of people who got to like mess around with it already. Are like, yeah, this is pretty cool. So I can't wait for people uh, just get them out in the wild. So let's let's talk about our main topic for the day, which is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. Uh yeah. So this is a PS5 exclusive. It is a it is a is this a direct sequel to the PS4 Ratchet and Clank? Um I don't think so. I think it's like I think it's a sequel to Ratchet and Clank as a whole. Yeah, it's part of the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Like, I wasn't sure if it was a franchise sequel. I don't because the thing is I don't know what happens in the stories of any Ratchet and Clank game besides the 2016 reboot. Yeah. And I didn't even finish that, so I don't even know where that story resolves. Gotcha. So, so I in, also didn't finish the first one. 
I so I never played. This is my first Ratchet and Clank game. Have you guys played oh, any really? of the other? Tigan, did you play any of the PS2 ones and whatnot? No, no surprisingly, because I had a like a PS1 and a PS2, and I never played the old ones. Um, so 2016 was the first one that I ever played as well. Okay, so we uh, we don't have a, a long history with Ratchet and Clank then between the three of us, which I think is a unique perspective because everybody <laughs> else I've heard talk about it like knows everything about Ratchet and Clank the series. Hmm. Uh, which is another reason why I'm sad Derek's not here, because I'm pretty sure he has played all of them. Of, yeah, part of the, the collection of, of PS3 games in that box was a Ratchet and Clank collection. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess we'll get you'll get a fresh perspective on the series as from from a bunch of first timers. So I guess the the best way to start this off is just like general thoughts. Like, what did you think of the game? Did you enjoy it? Did you platinum it? Did you beat it? I think we all beat this game, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Tikan, give me your initial thoughts. What did you think of this game? Um. So, I haven't platinum yet. I think I have to go back and get, like... The bears. Five more... Uh, the bears. At least to hit... Oh, uh, the bolts. A hundred percent. I don't know how many bears... Wait, what? Bears? I don't remember. Yeah, there's like the there are these uh, stuffed bears, one on every planet, and you have to get all of them to get a trophy. Oh yeah, okay. I haven't gotten all the bears yet, uh, but I really liked the game. Like I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I thought it was really funny. The gunplay mechanics were really good and really fun. The guns themselves were super fun. All the different upgrades, and then once you hit level five, like something big changes about it. Um, I I got most of them up to level five as soon as i got a gun i tried to immediately just bring it up to level five um the electric one was probably one of my favorites Hmm. just because of the chain lightning effect um i thought the story was really good uh really good character development especially with ratchet like how i like you see how afraid he is at first to you know meet other lombaxes because he's afraid like he'll be a disappointment or whatever that nobody wanted him because it's been so long. But then over the course of the story, you know, he learns more and whatnot, and you kind of see that all come together. I thought Dr. Uh, Nefarious and Emperor Nefarious were really funny together. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. Cool. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I agree for the most part. I think it's... It's definitely the best, it's funny saying it from someone who knows nothing about the series, but I would say it is most likely the best Ratchet & Clank game to date. Uh, From what I can tell, each game seems to follow roughly the same formula. From what I've played of the 2016 version, it is mostly the same exact gameplay loop with, you know, minor changes here and there, the, you know, different uh, gameplay concepts being thrown in, sprinkled in. Um, but it was, it was definitely just, you know, a fun, quick joyride, you know, it's something that I don't really, uh, I don't like think too deeply about it because it's, it's not, for me, the game isn't meant to, uh, be very like, like impactful, you know, like the game is, it's a very video gamey game. Uh, so it's hard for me, like, even though this game is like, extremely well done one of the best looking games on ps5 right now uh very solid you know frame rate and uh gameplay in general 
it's hard for me to classify this game as anything like like i wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it you know Mm. it's it's very hard for me to describe because i loved the game and i i got the platinum uh for the game uh but that was not necessarily out of my love for it but based on the closeness that i was to the platinum when i beat it right yeah, you're um, like, oh, this is only a couple more hours. Might as well. Yeah, do it. I think I had I had four trophies left when I beat the game, and it took me probably less than an hour to get the rest. Uh, so platinum achieved. Hmm. Um, but I wouldn't <laughs> say that it's like a must play. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think my my opinion is it's a nice combination of both of yours. Uh, I. My enjoyment of the game slowly but steadily ramped up. Where at the beginning I was like, "Yeah, this is fine." It's like really pretty. All of the crazy particle effects, like you're saying, Tikan, all of the insane guns and just explosions everywhere it was so cool and fun to watch. But the gameplay loop was pretty st- simple and straightforward. Of just like walk through linear level and blow literally everything up. Um, but as you unlock more guns and you get further in and the levels become a little less linear, uh, you get a couple more open ones where you like, you jet around on your rocket boots. Um, I started to enjoy it much more as I played it. Um, the whole rift mechanic was pretty cool. Um, jumping between, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be, uh, when they were first showing off the game where it's like, I thought you were going to just be able to like jump from open level to open level, uh, but it's more so a lot of scripted events and it's so it's not it's not as impressive as i thought it was going to be but it's still a technical cool thing but not not the high level game changer that um it was seemed to be toted as when they were first showing it off right Uh, what we got is still massively impressive just not quite to the level that we thought yes um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like you said, every time I got a new weapon, it was fun to kind of like goof around with them, explore them, see what I liked. I ended up s- settling on some favorites as time went on. Uh, I really liked the lightning gun. I liked the buzzsaw. I used the, Ooh, yeah. the scatter bomb, which I think is like the second or third gun you get. I used that uh, like throughout the entire game. It was probably my number one most used one. I felt like it's so strong. Uh, the sniper later on was really, really good. Those are kind of like my main Ooh, ones. Oh yeah, I did have a lot of fun with the sniper. Um, so yeah, uh, the story was very, very charming. Uh, I like, I like Rivet and, uh, what was yeah. the, the girl robot? Rivet and, um, why can't I remember? Kit. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Kit. Kit. Yeah. Kit. Uh, yeah. Their dynamic is interesting in the whole, like, uh, uh, fish out of water, like with the Lombaxes and kind of like finding your family themes. And there's like the people who think they need to be alone uh but like they it, among their journey discover like oh no everyone needs someone everyone needs help uh so that was nice and i thought that was really well done uh and I, yeah i loved rivet as a character and it's cool i hope mm. it seems where this game leaves off that the she's gonna be like an integral part of ratchet and clank going forward like i wouldn't be surprised if the games are called ratchet and clank and rivet or something like that or just yeah. another another game called rivet and kit that would that'd be cool if there was just a rivet and kit game. Um, yeah, yeah. And I I honestly hope that the game gets made because while I like, I really liked rivet and kit as individual characters. I did not like the 
the bonding of them. I didn't like how it, it felt kind of forced that they became a duo, like by proxy of Ratchet and Clank getting Our, back together. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really liked that Rivet found Clank and Ratchet found Kit and they became their kind of own partnerships uh, that way. And those felt very natural. But then when Ratchet and Clank get back together, Rivet and Kit just kind of for meeting for the first time decide to team up and then they're just there. And then they have this this whole thing with a backstory between them where they have like a connected past. Um, because uh, Rivet has a, a ro- like a metal arm. Uh, one of her arms is missing, obviously. So she has a metal arm to replace it. And they don't really address it for most of the game until you meet Riv uh, Kit, who like and then it's 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 revealed that kit is a what are they called warbots um mm-hmm. a yeah, warbot yeah. that uh was doing her job or went berserk or something and she was the one who uh caused rivet to lose her arm but like i never felt like that was relevant or necessary to their character development and i feel like it was kind of just shoehorned in to add some sort of emotional weight to the two of them pairing up yeah to give them a reason to become the the counterpart to, like, to Ratchet yeah, and Clank. To, get, to give them some kind of yeah. conflict to get over to resolve to become friends. It, it did seem kind of out of nowhere. I was kind of shocked by that. Yeah. And I and so that's why I hope that we get a sequel because I would love to see them more organically become a duo, become a real team. Uh so that you know I'd fi- I find the same love for their uh partnership and banter that I do for Ratchet and Clank themselves. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that could be really cool. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it one day. Uh, I know Insomniac is a really busy studio these days because they also have their Spider-Man franchise. Um, yep. So, And apparently rumors of another Sunset Overdrive, but who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk about... I ran into a bunch of technical problems with this game. I don't know if that happened to you guys. Uh, uh, it depends on what specifically you mean. So I had issues with uh, like Clank and Rivet having body parts be missing. Like like their arms or their legs just wouldn't spawn as the part of their mm. character model. Um, I ran into a bug where I could not interact with the shopkeeper. Was it Mrs. Zircon? Mm-hmm. like no matter uh, what she assumed i was in combat so i couldn't talk to her but there's no one around that one, and I, yeah that one happened to me and i could like no, if, no matter I where i went i, I had to yeah com- i had to completely close the game and reopen it in order to interact with her um yeah yeah some like just weird things of just like things disappearing so yeah it was like a lot of there's a surprising amount of technical hiccups like it seemed people talked about this with jedi fallen order but when I played Jedi Fallen Order, I didn't experience any of that. And I'm wondering if that's the case here where, like, I experienced a lot of these technical hiccups. and But it's not as common of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. it was. I was surprised with how frequently like it happened. I didn't have any issues like that, actually. Yeah. I didn't, that I, noticed. Get, I didn't get any that, I, that really caused any form of uh, malevolence to the game. Hmm. But... It's very it's it's weird how much the technical uh, glitches can affect a single an individual's you know uh, perspective on the game because I remember to come back to draw back to last year everyone was saying that Ori two on launch was very buggy 
and as a result they like knocked it down a few pegs mm. but i didn't experience any of those glitches whatsoever when i played it and it was my game of the year yeah so yeah i, I remember that i too. feel I, I feel a similar way with this except it doesn't like this isn't my game of the year spoiler or, alert i guess even but. even cyberpunk <laughs> as an example um yeah christ is like like yeah. we had their like base ps4 and xbox one users it's a literally unplayable game but people who reviewed it on 30 90 uh gpus were like yeah this game's pretty great nine out of ten done someone yeah. I, we played it and had so many technical issues or it's like i this is i quit because of how poor the technical issues were on top of the gameplay being boring. i quit because the game is bad <laughs> <laughs> even i had like a ton of issues and i have a pretty decent setup and i was still like i get all of a sudden frame rates down to like five yeah uh so yeah it's it's very interesting to see how uh people's varied experiences and if like you happen to run into uh multiple technical glitches it will sour your taste of the game and be like this game is broken where someone can have a completely flawless experience and Mm. think much more highly of the game yeah i didn't run into case by case basis severe so ran pretty smoothly for me yeah, the only thing that would annoy me was that to access Mrs. Archon, like you'd have to be in one specific spot. You'd come. Oh yeah, that was just a. a I don't like think a poor that. Design yeah, that choice. doesn't seem like a glitch. Yeah. That's just a. No, it was, yeah, no, it wasn't design. a glitch or anything. It just was a a minor nuisance of mine. But that was really the only thing like I ever ran into. And for a while, um, on like the magnetic walkways. Mm-hmm. That that was one thing that was kind of annoying. Um, to jump, like the little target would wouldn't appear for like the longest time, so I didn't realize that you can jump. I mean, it was a pretty those. it was a pretty whack aiming system. Like there was almost yeah, no yeah, I know it was, and radical. like you'd you'd move like a hair over, and then it just disappears, and then it took, it would take forever to like line it back up. So that that was really like the most wonky thing that i ran into mm. which is that whole jump mechanic on the magnetic walk like jumping from that. one to the other yeah gotcha um i think as someone who's new to the ratchet and clank franchise one of the most charming parts about this game is the characters the crazy cast of characters yes they're all yeah. so goofy and fun and weird miss zircon is just, she's just like She's like a diner waitress that just loves bringing pie. Like that's the vibe that she gives. It's <laughs> like, "Hey, how you doing, honey?" Um, and then Zircon Jr. is just Zim. I don't know if yeah. you noticed that. But, oh um, yeah, no, yeah, it's the same voice actor. Yeah, he just sounds like Zim. So him like <laughs> popping off about how he's like describing the mass destruction of all these different weapons was so funny to me. I loved uh, that pirate. Was his name Pierre or something? Yeah, Pierre uh, Lafayre. Yeah, he was great. Uh, the Captain, Captain Quark, Quar- Captain Quantum. Captain Quark, ca- ca- holy crap, Quantum. Yeah, oh, and yeah. then and what was his his counterpart when you meet Captain him? Captain Quark. Yes, and Captain yeah. Quantum. Yeah, okay, Captain, so Captain Quark. Is yeah, so, so Quark is, is the from, original. Yeah, is yeah. from Ratchet's realm. Yes, and okay. how he's pretending to be a pirate. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a, <laughs> a robot pirate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. So, like, all of these really fun, goofy characters really carry the story. Uh, Gary, like this mystical alligator, and all of his mm-hmm. monks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I really enjoyed running into all these characters, and uh, I thought like the game was really well acted between all of them because it's also 
over the top bombastic goofy um yeah so everyone yeah. just fully committed to that and it made it really really fun to go and through. how a lot of them had like two completely separate different personalities because they're two different realms and they played them all really well mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and the the nefarious dr nefarious and emperor nefarious emperor. Yeah. yeah them going like you were alluding to earlier they're back and forth dynamic of like Dr. Nefarious being like, I am the, the most evil. And then he runs into Emperor Nefarious, who's like, no, I'm the most evil. And then uh, <laughs> Dr. Nefarious kind of becomes his bitch. Yeah, Emperor yeah. Nefarious was, was awesome because it, it's an actual version of uh, of Nefarious who is competent. Yeah, and, like an uh, actual like, threatening like villain. In, in this universe, he actually rules the universe, or at least that one planet. Um, or is a real opposing force in in you know the cosmos yeah. and like not just a buffoon. Yeah, so it's it, it was awesome to like actually see that side of it, um, and to see them interact is obviously awesome because but, it's like then oh sorry, oh I was just gonna say because you know looking at it from Doctor Nefarious's perspective, it's like this is a version of himself that succeeds, so he's trying to feed off of that. But Emperor Nefarious is like you're a fucking idiot, but like we're also the same person, so. I guess we'll yeah. team up, you know? Yeah. And at the end, when you finally defeat Emperor Nefarious and Dr. Nefarious just, like, kicks them out of the way, like, oh, yeah, all part of my plan. <laughs> um, Let's talk about... Uh, there's kind of, like, two side uh, sections in the game or, like, mini things where there are the pocket dimensions, which are little platforming levels, and mm-hmm. then there are the, the Clank astral plane puzzles yeah how did we feel about those um i liked the little pocket dimension one because it's like a quick little not challenge per se but just like a short platforming section and then you get a collectible and that's cool mm. uh, yeah they're, the, they're all different the clank puzzles can suck my dick um <laughs> they weren't like they were a cool idea but i don't need that I don't need the Ratchet and Clank gameplay to be broken up because mm. it's already fast-paced and fun. So I don't need a rat like a Clank puzzle section, especially having to do three of them every time. Yeah. See, same thing with the uh, I don't remember her name, but the robot glitch. Uh, the glitch. Oh yeah, yeah, I hated those. Those felt bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of forced. I'm I'm the opposite of you where I really liked the clank puzzles and I wasn't I, all- I wasn't a big fan of the pocket dimensions. I felt Really? The pocket like the platforming in this game this game's not about its platforming, so having small platforming challenges kind of felt not super great. Like they weren't really even challenges though. Yeah, they were just like go through this and like you would fall maybe once per thing and you're like, Oh, okay, I need to jump here instead of here and then you pass it the next time. If not like nailing it the first time. Yeah, um, I mean it was it was fun thematically. Yeah, but like I don't know, I just felt like the dash included with the jump, it's just like all it was a little clunky. Uh, so like the goal being solely platforming as opposed to just maneuvering while blowing stuff up, like it, those things work when you're just like running around fighting people. But when the sole goal is platforming, like when you were like jump and then dash onto one of the magnetic walls and run along those, I like always felt like it just didn't feel smooth and fluid um but i'm a sucker for logic puzzles and yeah. like uh i know a lot of people complain that in the spider-man ones when you did the what was it the harry uh oscorp 
the oh. puzzles or whatever. Or, or when you yeah. the hacking puzzles. It was, I don't it was when you went back to the lab with yeah. um I don't remember the Doc Ock's name, but uh, Octavius. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Octavius. Yeah, yeah. I liked those. I think like giving me like fun tough puzzles to like break up stuff it's like i don't know that's me i know i yeah. tend to be the outlier on enjoying those things but i think it worked in spider-man because it's you don't have to do it so frequently that it's like an, a main gameplay mechanic like you it, it's the more challenging ones too are there accessible to you but as a side option whereas in this it's like you need to do the clank puzzles in order to progress the story mm. uh which is my problem with it. I liked the puzzles themselves, and I liked figuring them out. They were challenging enough. They were really uh, cool conceptually, um, but I just don't. I didn't want to do them when they happened. I was just like, okay, you know, yeah, this again. I can understand that. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about some of the best moments in the game. I think one of the contenders for game of the year later on could potentially for be best moment. for best moment is when you're like running away and there's these big explosions and all of a sudden clank goes, Holy and then it beeps it out. <laughs> but he's just like so <laughs> subtle about it. Yeah. The writing in this game was awesome. That moment got yeah, me. It really was. The uh, the the one that got me, even though I like saw it coming from a mile away, was when you're in the pirate gauntlet or whatever. Mm-hmm. The like whatever that tourist trap uh carnival ride thing was supposed to be where it's like you have to go through the uh the trials or whatever but you're on the pirate island and it's like all robots uh is when 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 you get there and they're like say your name and ratchet goes what and then they repeat they play it back like four or five times where it's like and now the challenger what (laughs) you know and it's like i knew they were gonna do that but it still got me every time, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, uh, and then where it's like, now you must fight the giant mega shark of death. And then like there's like an intercom voice. The mega sh- giant shark of death is currently out of service. Please proceed to the next room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's just so many like silly moments that like that where it always just give me a good good chuckle. Yeah, and this is very, it's, it's like, it, this is such a cartoony game that it fits so well in there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this comparison's been made a lot, but like this game feels like a Pixar movie, like you're playing through a Pixar movie, but both with how it looks and kind of the style of the writing, like the level of goofs throughout mm-hmm. it. Um, Yuri Lowenthal did the voice of Ratchet, right? Because it sounds exactly like Peter Parker. I don't know if you I caught on that. Like, this so. is literally... I'm playing Spider-Man, but as a... like. Say, why does that name sound so familiar? Yeah, he was uh, the voice no. of... No. Ratchet is voiced by James Arnold Taylor. Man, he sounded just like Spider-Man, I thought. Um, from Insomniac's Spider-Man game. Uh, but, no. However, James Arnold Taylor is the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear that connection whatsoever. That's crazy. <laughs> that guy's good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, voice actors are awesome man voice actors are awesome yeah so i think overall i i enjoyed this game quite a bit um yeah but like you were saying like i wouldn't tell anyone buy a ps5 to play this game i would say if you have a ps5 no. play this game yeah um however on the other hand i would probably recommend this over any other ratchet and clank game and but and then it's it's weird there too because i don't know much about the rest of the series but like i said it feels like the gameplay formulas are all very similar so to me after i've played this i don't feel the need to play any other ratchet and clank games i feel like old ones yeah like uh, even even after playing the 2016 one 
you know, I was like, well, I don't really need to play the other ones now. Like, I do want to go back and finish the 2016 one just to kind of finish connecting the story. I considered it. I played it through the first, probably like third or half of it uh, before mm-hmm. Rift, Rift Apart came out. And then after I beat Rift Apart, I was like, mm, I kind of want to go back because I don't like leaving games unfinished, but I have zero desire to do it because it's basically the same game that I just played. So, mm. yeah, I'm I'm with you, Jeff. You know, I wouldn't recommend it over. I would recommend it over other Ratchet and Clank games, just not like it's not a system seller. Yeah. I wouldn't go crazy for it, you know. Yeah, no. I, there's there's at least three other games that have come out this year that I would recommend before this, even Resident Evil. Wow. Yeah, it's just like a good summer blockbuster popcorn movie equivalent of a video game. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah, play it, but like, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be winning awards come, come award season. Oh, I think it will be winning awards. I think that the larger consensus is much more high on this game than we are. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say it's like a game of the year contender. I mean, I think that more says about how this year is going more than the quality of this game. Kind of like how Jedi Fallen Order would have easily won Game of the Year in 2019, but is nowhere close to winning in 2020. Yeah, exactly. It, like <laughs> It's a clear favorite in 2019. Or, well, Outer Wilds. But... But, like, top three. Yeah. You get the point. It was a top game. But, yeah, in 2020, it's like you don't even have a chance. Like, it wasn't yeah. over Final Fantasy. It wasn't over Ghost of Tsushima. It wasn't Final over... Fantasy, Ghost, Last of Us, uh, Hades. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you, I guess, is there anything else in particular you wanted to talk about with Ratchet and Clank? Um, the guns are awesome. Yeah. The, the guns, the, is what the create, the creativity of the guns were, were really fucking cool. And the gameplay loop of mastering those guns and leveling them up, getting them to five and then switching to new guns hmm. was very, very satisfying. There was and, really uh, only a few and, guns. I didn't, that much other than that i used almost everything see i feel like i got i got every gun to level five and the rhino eight is amazing see i didn't get the rhino eight i didn't even like i beat the game i had no interest in platforming it there was a bunch of guns like i didn't use the one where you shoot out little guys to fight for you i didn't shoot out the, like the spring wait oh really yeah that one's oh, that, yeah, one, was that one was busted. pretty cool really i feel like oh, it was all so strong if you use them correctly um yeah i don't know there's just like a bunch i didn't end up using but yeah no i i, I tried to cycle in my weapons as much as i could and i got them all to level five eventually so that means i had to use them all yeah um, yeah i only have a couple that weren't at level five hmm. yeah but other than that other than the uh gunplay being really really awesome uh and being okay. a visual spectacle yeah oh yeah i mean this game looks beautiful yeah it's yeah like i said popcorn blockbuster explosions everywhere crazy yeah. lighting and it was, effects and it was a pretty easy platinum, you know, like nothing super challenging to get just collectibles. And eventually you get maps that point to every collectible oh, wow, in the that's game. Nice. So, yeah, so it was yeah. relatively simple to go and find everything. Cool. And the rocket boots are cool, too. Yeah, speeding around some of those more open. Those were a lot fun. of fun. I think it's necessary because if you did, if you had this open of a world, you know, with the individual levels, at least, and not a fast way to get around then it especially that really big one with all the the desert one yeah yeah Yeah. for sure Um, crucial for that map i guess we should go around and uh give this game a score out of five 
Tikan, you can go first. What would you give this out of five on the Game Shark um, scale? You, if you need a refresher on the Game Shark scale, I can give one to you real quick. Fish scale. I'm looking at it right now. All right. What would you give it? Um, I'd honestly give it probably like a four. Yeah. I think yeah, I would align with you there. I think I would give it a four. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really have any flaws or graphical issues with it. The gunplay was easy, but a lot of fun and very diverse between the weapons. All of them were very different from each other. Um, where you get a lot of games where it's kind of copy paste, change one or two things. The, all the guns were very different. Mm. Um, the characters were great. This, uh, I thought the dialogue was great. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely say a four. Awesome. What about you, Andrew? Um, I am kind of in between a three and a four. Um, I think the longer I've been removed from finishing the game, the less and less I uh, feel good about how like it like out of all the games i've played this year it's the one i want to go back to by far the least yeah i would think like if i were to replay them then like you're feeling I have like no desire it's, to go back to this you're feeling like, like it's forgettable yeah you know like after i after i beat it i was like neat and then i moved on with my life yeah and like so, resident evil village sticks in my brain still for the crazy stuff that game did whereas yes. this is like Don't ruin I, it. <laughs> I won't remember much about this game in a year Despite my qualms with Resident Evil, yeah. I think about that game way more than I think about Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, so I I would probably give it a three. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a solid game. It's a fun experience. Um, if you have a PS5, it's definitely worth a playthrough. I think. For sure. Coolio. All right, Andrew. I believe you set up some trivia for us that today. That is right. So Tikon and I are gonna do it, and I believe it's an audio-based trivia. That's correct. We're playing my favorite game, which is guess that song, All right. um, which I did the last time, or one of the last times I hosted, because um, I love music and there's a lot of it. So, so is there uh, is there any kind of theme to this? Is it like theme songs? Is it like no. menu music? No, it's just generic yeah. video game songs. Songs as I could think of in the five or ten minutes it took for me to make this okay uh let's see let me open my new window you guys can't see this new window yes correct awesome you also i mean i guess not being able to see the notepad doesn't matter because uh wait it's i can see oh, wait i can see that oh, no. I, i'm looking at ken from street fighter oh man yeah well that sucks <laughs> <laughs> wait so why did that that's exactly what i did last time and it didn't pop up for you guys well what window were you on the same one that i'm on now really yeah huh try again all right well i don't fucking know what to do you don't have more than just pick out a fifth you can still see this yeah i can see ken what the fuck street fighter 2 ken theme is that yeah okay yeah yes obviously (laughs) t-con well going out on a limb well fuck man i don't know so you can't... So what do you see right now? I see Falcom dittos. Why is it doing that? Wait, which... Hang on. Can't... Okay, now I see the, the Google Doc. Yeah, because that's what I'm on. Okay. Now if you click on something else... I don't see now, anything else. I still only see the Google Doc. Now you see the Google nope, Doc. Nope, now I see Falco dittos. That's so fucking weird. 
All right. Well, then can you well, guys? Now, it looks like... like you're sharing a screen now, not necessarily your the yeah. window. Did you? Did Why you... do we have complications with this every single fucking time? All right, hang on. End the stream. Go back uh -huh. and share your window, not That's the good. screen. That's what I did. I clicked on Google. I click on Google. Weird. Okay, let's try this again. All right, so there's that. Okay, so I see the Google Doc. Yeah. Do you still see the Google Doc? Yes. If I type in, if I, how about I do what I did before, and I'll drop the Ken theme into the. Okay, I only see the Google Doc, but I heard Ken's theme. Okay, cool. So maybe I just, I don't know, I don't fucking I think know, man. you, I think you did the window or your your desktop, not that window. All right. Well, since. You just I'm have to think of another just, one. Yeah, I'm just gonna do <laughs> do another one uh, that cuff. I know off the cuff that I know you guys are gonna get. So this is a freebie for you, Sweet. for you boys. So I'm gonna play the first 30 seconds of it, and then so the way this works is that you'll get one point for guessing the game it's from, and another point for giving me the uh, moment or name of the song or area that it plays in, whatever. So yeah, if we can get specific with it. Yeah. So so this is song number one. This is, wait, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll please wait. Can you turn it down a smidge? There you go. Wait, where is it? Oh. Okay, I know you guys know what that is. Yes. So that's so just so yeah, Jeff. What is it? I want to know if Tcon knows exactly what it okay, is. Okay, fine. Tcon. Oh, what no, is it? you already asked Jeff. None of this uh, make me go first bullshit. That's the well, Halo. And you have to, you know, handshake that you won't cheat off of Jeff's answer. That's the Halo Combat Evolved main theme. Tcon. So it's definitely Halo One. Well, I was thinking that that plays on the level when you first get onto the ring and when you're like walking up to some would the call bridge. it the halo. Uh Tikan, no, that's the main theme. That's the, the <laughs> most iconic Halo song there is. I know that song. All right. All right. So I guess Jeff gets right. two points then. Well, I still get one cuz I knew it was Halo. You sure did, bud. I was waiting to hear if the the sweet guitar lick was in there because that's Halo Two. Oh, sorry. And then the, I'm trying to. I'm the trying piano to keep it is Halo Three. No, no, no. It, it would have played in that part. That's how you can distinguish Halo uh, One, Two, and Three. Two has a guitar. Gotcha. Three has piano. All right. So Jeff has two points and Tikon has one point. So we'll move on to number two. Oh, I know what this is. All right, Tikan. I'm going to throw it to you first this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Castlevania. I have no idea. 
do you have a guess as to what part of Castlevania it would be in? Symphony of the Night. That is not a that that. <laughs> I don't fucking uh, a Dracula boss fight. <laughs> okay, Jeff, you're kind of close to you. Okay, so it's from a Metroid. I'm pretty sure it's Super Metroid, ah. but I'm also pretty sure uh, Metroid Zero Mission uses almost the same music as Super Metroid. But I'm gonna say Super Metroid, and that's uh that's the boss theme slash like when you're running away from stuff. I think specifically that might be Kraid when you're fighting Kraid. Okay, so that was a lot, but you're right that it's Super Metroid. Uh, okay. However, it is I, you the... Know, I thought it was either Castlevania or Metroid. It is the Ridley fight, or the uh, Dragon. Are you sure that doesn't also play I when you fight Kraid? I am pretty sure. I, that's not just generic fighting bosses? Let me, let me look up Kraid's music. Kraid... Crockmire. Alright. That is not the same. Alright, cool. One cool. point it is. So, one point to Jeff. Current score, three to one. Moving on to song number three. switch up here eh? i have a thought does tcon have a thought i feel like i know this song i've heard this song but i'm blank <laughs> oh. you're gonna have to give me something chief wait i'm going first again yeah, yeah. behind tcon I don't. He's, he's trying to get deep in that think tank, Jeff. I am. I'm like looking at my Steam library to see if like something that, will pop that up. That might be cheating. Fuck. That's a little bit cheating. Is it? <laughs> a little bit. Oh, fuck. Uh, is my brother calling me? He can wait for me. Um, you, yeah, you, can't, you can't phone a friend, Tikon. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to phone a friend. They're phoning me. Dude, hurry up. Uh, yeah, come on, man. I don't know. I got nothing. You got you nothing. You just say a game. Just you might be game. right. Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know. All right, Jeff. What that, do you have? That was actually my guess was Jedi Fallen really? Order. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, my guess well, it's, it's during like a boss fight. It sounds very Star Wars. It's, it does. Uh, it is not Jedi Fallen Order. It's a game that you've both played. It's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Jesus Christ. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the main theme. To be fair, to be fair, this game, to, be fair. to be fair, the game came out uh, a month ago, and we beat it like very long ago. Yeah, it sounded so, super space epic, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I so, mean, nope. Ratchet and Clank has so many shots that like this is a this is a shot from a Star Wars movie, like when you're entering a planet's atmosphere and stuff, and like yeah, yeah, or yeah. the planet's orbit. Yeah. So no points there. Still three to one in Jeff's favor. Moving on yeah. to I knew I knew I heard that. 
If you want to eat healthy, damn it! <laughs> you gotta try cachava. You gotta try cachava, guys. Chef looks like he's uh, he's got something on his. Oh. I thought I had an idea until I heard those couple of flute notes, and then I was like, wait a second. Uh, all right, well, uh, fuck, Jeff, we're going to give it to you first this time. That's fair. Um, I had a couple thoughts. Uh-huh. The piano sounds very familiar, and I'm, I'm between two things. I was leaning Burns. towards Final Fantasy fifteen. Until I heard that flute at the end. Mm -hmm. The other thing, it sounds very Zelda. Uh, but I like know all the Zelda music and I have no like I can't pinpoint that. So I'm I'm gonna go it Is this a game I've played? Am I allowed to ask that? Uh you have played it. Okay. Um Surprise Twist, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, where in Ori the Will of the Wisps or what part of the game? Uh, I pass. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I was honestly thinking like Final Fantasy VII remake. Can we guarantee do you have, it's not? Do you have a, yeah, a, a guess as to where from? It sounds very Final Fantasy E, right? but that's, what I was thinking. that's the only one that I've played. But I was also thinking it sounds very Zelda E, and either one is very viable because I've played only one Final Fantasy and like three Zeldas. No, I have no idea because I really uh, don't think it's in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII to remake. Well, you'd be right. It's not. It's also not from Ori 2. It is the main theme of Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, I never would have fucking guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it no. is. Uh, I, I guess think. Technically I th I see when when I saw your your gears turning, Jeff. I thought you were drawing the connections to Kingdom Hearts, it which did was sound also very, which was also beloved. composed by Yoko Shimomura. <clears throat> yep, that sounds very so, familiar. It sounded yeah. the Kingdom Hearts, but I knew it wasn't. But that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, that's one of my favorite video game songs ever. To be to be <laughs> honest. So we got uh, one more. Yep, one more. Unless, of course, it goes to a tie. A yeah, we're gonna ignore that. I can't that. tie. I have three. He has one. Uh, I could get you, two points if you don't get it, and he gets two points. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't count me out yet. Oh, I'm counting. You uh, out. I think. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm also counting you out. Thank you. No, no I, offense, but you, you'll know I after I. You'll know after confidence. I play this, Tikon.
true jam. Mm. All right, Tikon. For the potential tie. <laughs> Did you just want me to lose? Uh, the red and blue main theme. Idiot. What's red and blue, Tikon? Pokemon. Thanks. Is Jeff? The, is the Pokemon red and blue uh, the song that plays when you fight the champion? Okay. So here's the thing. I, when I Googled, when I searched this song up on YouTube, I specifically searched for the Pokemon Gold and Silver champion theme i don't know if it's the same song in both games. is it not i don't know so i'm going to confirm that right now wait Damn. i was this also is, kind of thinking this is the champion gold and, and silver because i wasn't 100 sure if you would just go with red and blue i almost said this, gold silver this is the that that one was specifically from uh gold and silver this is from red blue and yellow yeah no that's right so like it's almost the same song, but not really. What yeah, happened? Should have went with Gold Silver. What's the song when you fight Red on Mount Silver? It's the same song as the one I played, the first one. It is. Yeah, it's the same, and when, that's you the same as when you fight Lance as Red. Yeah, I I made sure to check both of them because I was like, oh, so that's when you fight Lance in the Elite Four in Pokemon Red. Is that what you're saying? No, oh. the one, the second one that I just played mm -hmm. is the Pokemon Red fight. and Blue Champion theme when you fight Gary. Or or blue, however he's called. But the first song that I played, the one that was for the question, is the song that plays both when you fight Lance and when you fight Red in Gold and Silver. Huh. So. Uh, yeah. I guess I guess Jeff wins. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yep. Man, I didn't realize how much all of those like themes blend together and i can't individually distinguish them but i know them all very well yeah uh, I'm listening I'm to, gonna, I'm very bad i'm listening to the song that plays when you fight lance and red and blue and yeah, someone's like and... you know oh yeah uh i'm gonna play you the tiebreaker real quick just for fun uh and the, the way this would have worked is that if it would be whoever shouted out the name of it first would would win star fox assault main theme Oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake seven Battle remake. Music. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe that would have been a disaster. Uh, Why but would it either have been way, a disaster. Uh, because I couldn't really even tell which one of you said it first, and oh. you guys said different things, so you finished at different times. Oh, um, Tikan didn't say what it. I, he just said what it was from. It doesn't matter. Jeff wins. Music. I'm a this is the, get this is the second time I've tried to include Ken's theme as a song, and it's gotten spoiled ahead of time. Really? Yeah. I tried to have it in the first episode, too, but they saw my Google Doc. Don't worry. The next time you try this, we will forget, and you can still play it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, here's the secret. Everyone listen to Ken's theme on repeat, and then you'll never get it wrong. That's right. All right, cool. Well, thanks for that, Andrew. It's fun as always, but I do believe... That brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. If you want to send us an email with any of your thoughts, questions, comments, and concerns, you can reach us at GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. Next week, we're doing the Backlog Power Hour for The World Ends With You, just in time for the sequel coming out this Tuesday. Uh, it's looking like it's probably just going to be me and Andrew. Maybe Adam will finish it. Derek decided he didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, but... So it might just be a duo cast, but we'll see how it plays out. So, yeah, I do believe with that, 
We are Finn.